Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends! Welcome to this week's Quickie, our super fast take on all the adulting things that matter to you. If you, like us, have been struggling to cross literally anything off of your never-ending to-do list, we are here to help. And there are so many reasons why tackling your to-do list can be really challenging. As we learned in our last burnout episode, if you're super burnt out right now, you could just be dealing with errand paralysis, Mm -hmm. which leaves you like totally incapable of getting any of those little tasks done. Or if you're just insanely busy and overwhelmed right now, like a lot of us are, those lists can just feel so daunting because everything on them is urgent. So today... We're here to help you create and crush the ultimate to-do list that will help keep you on track and feeling accomplished. And I don't know about you, but I've found that in this never-ending Groundhog Day that we're living in right now, I need to write things down or it is not going to happen. Like it will just Mm -hmm. never get done. And I think just being so hyper-connected with work and my phone and all the screens that we are glued to on a daily basis, my attention span is literally that of a goldfish and my memory is trash I mean like (laughs) on a normal good day I can't even tell you what I ate for dinner the night before but I fact it's bad it's bad but don't worry I I just got into Sudoku so I'll be fine it's all good (laughs) I'm good (laughs) that will fix everything yes my brain will regenerate (laughs) and it is okay straight up that is why to-do lists are so important Research shows that to-do lists can actually reduce anxiety, Mm -hmm. especially if you're just getting anxiety about all the tasks that are building up and you don't know how to start. They help give you structure to your day. And if you're like me, they help give you a record of everything that you've accomplished so you can track all the work that you've done on a project. I actually use to-do lists to like write my resumes, to track my performance at work, to help me explain my jobs to others, because I honestly forget, like I... I forget projects that I worked on six to nine months ago. So I have all these to-do lists that are my reference point of like, what did my job actually consist of? How can I explain it? How can I use these action items as proof on resumes Mm -hmm. or in interviews? So I honestly save them all so that I never forget how I actually spend my days because otherwise I will. That's so smart. I love that. And if any of you remember back to our goal setting episode, episode 25, we also talked about the importance of why you should break your goals down into mini tasks to help you accomplish them. So AKA a to-do list. So those mini (laughs) tasks or your little to-do list can help you achieve your overall bigger goals that you set out for the day and your life in general. So breaking it down is key because even research on psychology of goal making has also shown that an unfinished goal can actually consciously or unconsciously interfere with other tasks you're trying to achieve. So it's just literally looming over you and haunting you. That makes a lot of sense. And in a 2011 study, people with unfinished short-term goals performed poorly on unrelated tasks. But when they were allowed to formulate specific plans for their goals before moving on to the next task, that negative performance was totally eliminated. So even just like coming up with a plan on how you're going to tackle those unfinished items helped people perform better. 
So basically, when we leave shit unfinished, it takes up space in our minds. It gives us anxiety and it just kind of tugs on us throughout the day. And I can so relate to this. I have totally had that experience of dread looking at my notebook and seeing that same line item on my to-do list haunting me day after day. And it really does also contribute to negative thoughts about myself. Like these are how we shape the stories that we tell about ourselves. Mm. So if I'm always like, oh, I'm really... I, I always put off my like financial to-dos. Yeah. I'm really bad at finance. I just can't get that done. Or I'm really bad at, I do say to all my friends, I'm really bad at administrative things. Like I really wish I just could outsource that to someone because I'm shit at admin stuff. But if I had a better structure for tackling those things, then I wouldn't keep having to tell myself this story that I'm bad at things because I would just do them. Ugh, I'm right there with you too. You're not alone on that. But not anymore. This is not going to be our narrative. So we're going to help give everybody some tips on ways that we can structure our days or at least try to and three of the top to-do list methods that we love and tools that you can use to help crush all of your goals and leave you worry-free at the end of the day. And honestly, it all just comes down to prioritization. Let's start with the Ivy Lee method. We first learned about the Ivy Lee method from the amazing author, James Clear, who wrote the best-selling book, Atomic Habits. So on his site, he explains that Ivy Lee was this successful businessman and productivity consultant and was is today widely seen as the pioneer of public relations. Okay, so back in 1918, when businessman Charles M. Schwab, hope I'm saying that right, needed help to increase the efficiency of his team, he called on Lee for some advice. Schwab was one of the richest men in the world. He was the president of the largest shipbuilding company, and he was the second largest steel producer in America at the time. So the guy was a big fucking deal. He was a BFD. So Thomas Edison actually once referred to Schwab as the master hustler, which is how we will be signing all of our emails henceforth. (laughs) Sincerely, master hustler number one. So when he brought Lee in to help, Lee asked for 15 minutes with each employee to show them his simple daily routine for achieving peak productivity. And when Schwab asked him how much it would cost, Lee said, nothing unless it works, and asked them to wait three months to see a change in his employees and to send him a check for whatever he felt the difference was worth to him. That is a boss move to do. A boss (laughs) move. So after three months, Schwab cut Lee a check for $25,000, which is today equivalent to roughly $433,000. Can you imagine like consulting with someone in this day and age and being like, whatever you found my value to be, <laughs> just just cut me that check. And then someone just gives you basically half, half a million mil? dollars for the value you brought. Oh, my God. Thank you, sir. So here is Mr. Ivy Lee's six-figure method for getting shit done. So number one. At the end of each day, you want to write down the six most important things that you need to get done tomorrow. And number two, you want to make sure that you're listing those six items in order of most importance to least importance. Step three, when you start your next workday, put your focus on that first task and don't move on until it's complete. Once it's done, then you can move on to your second task and so on and so forth. At the end of the day, you got to move any unfinished task to a brand new list of six things for you to focus on for tomorrow and basically you just repeat this process every working day and I also like that because I I like the idea of figuring out what your day will look like tomorrow at night before you go to bed I'm I'm way more productive when I go into the day with a plan and when I kind of brain dump all the shit that I need to do the night before so I I am aligned with Mr. Ivy Lee yeah it's good and then you're also only focusing on six 
really important things to do instead of a, a to-do list of 30 things. Because like right. realistically, you can probably only get six things done in a day. And then you're just, you know, not having any of that guilt looming over over you. And you and I are totally both guilty of writing out a never-ending to-do list and then feeling like shit when we only got five out of the 20 things done. But I feel like we're getting better. Yeah. I mean... We're trying. We're trying. We will after this <laughs> We're episode. Still, we will after this yeah, episode. Yeah. We still make impossible to-do lists for ourselves, yes. but I think now we're just going to structure them a bit better. Or at least narrow it down to six things and then move yes. the, the six priorities and then move on. So with this method, at the end of the day, you're just being realistic with your time and we are here for it. Absolutely. And then the second strategy that we love is called the Eisenhower Matrix, which honestly just sounds badass. So super badass. Sign me up. <laughs> so former U.S. President Eisenhower had this crazy ability to sustain his productivity for decades. Like the guy just didn't stop or slow down. And his secret sauce for getting things done and prioritizing a to-do list is actually pretty simple. So he started by writing down everything he needed to get done and then separated tasks into four categories. Number one, urgent and important tasks, tasks you need to do immediately. Number two, important but not urgent tasks. So tasks that you will schedule to do later. Number three, urgent but not important tasks. So these are things you could delegate to someone else. And then number four, neither urgent nor important tasks, which you can eliminate altogether. I like that. There's a lot I'd like to eliminate in my life. And there's a lot I'd like to delegate. So... (laughs) And if you can't decide what's urgent versus important, because that is tricky and this is like a different way to frame your to-do list, our guy James Clear has a perfect method. So think about anything that's urgent as something that requires an immediate reaction or action to it. So an email that needs to be addressed right now, a project that's due by the end of the day. These things are all urgent and and they require your reaction now. Mm Whereas anything that ultimately ladders up to your long-term goals and values is considered an important task, but it might not be urgent. It's just important. So you can address it accordingly. Yeah, that makes sense. And what I love about this method too is that number three, delegating and outsourcing items, that is huge because we can't do it all and your time is way better spent on the things that only you yourself can accomplish. So ask for help where needed. Lastly, we have Warren Buffett's two-list method. So what you want to do is you want to start by writing down the top 25 things that you want to accomplish this week. This week, not today. So then you mm. want to circle your top five goals or tasks on that list and move them to a separate list. That's your, your top five list. And then any task you didn't circle, you got to put that on another list, which he calls the avoid at all cost list. And essentially, those tasks are seemingly important enough to deserve your attention, but they aren't going to move you forward towards your long-term priorities. So aka distractions that will just avoid you from being able to complete those top five items. This is a pretty Mm. cutthroat way of doing things. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like a lot of us need that, especially while we're at home right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because like no matter what, the things on your avoid at all costs list get no attention from you until you've succeeded with your top five. And I know if I'm trying to avoid my top five things, I'll start cleaning, I'll start doing other tasks that need to be done, but they're definitely not in my top five. So if I followed this method, I would not even be allowed to start cleaning or start any tasks or errands until I've done the big five that I really, really need to be doing. And we love it because it's, first of all, one step shorter than the Ivy Lee method. So that's a win right there. 
And number two, you can physically move items off of your list so that they are totally out of sight and out of mind. And that can really help reduce any anxiety and guilt that you may be harboring about like a really long list because it's you are laser focused on those five and they don't change until you've accomplished something. Yeah, I love that. And that ties back to that like unconscious looming stress that mm-hmm. your your to-do list can cause. So we are here for that. Yeah. And those are three like renowned tried and true strategies mm-hmm. that, you know, pieces of them might work. One of them might work better for you based on your your personality or the way you like to work. We are definitely going to be trying all of them out and seeing which ones we like better. I've already started doing that. And I'm, I want to kind of give each one of them a proper test period yeah. and see which resonates the most for me, which I'm actually really excited about. But we also want to touch on some of the things that do and don't work for us so far in just our own to-do list strategies. Yeah, so I can start if you'd like. I, I would. <laughs> I love creating to-do lists, but I have to make sure I have separate ones for each sort of category. So I've got a to-do list for work, mm-hmm. one for the podcast, and one for my personal life because I tend to do these things at different times in the day. So having it all in one is just going to stress me out and it just feels convoluted mm-hmm. and complicated. One thing I like to do in general in life is focus on my top three things that I need to get done. I'm sure I can push myself to make that five or six based on what we've learned today. <laughs> that shouldn't be too hard for me to do. But I've just found focusing on those top three, it's just easier for me. Obviously, that's going to change if I have like 10 things to do for work. You got to fit them in. But also you you approach that more as like a, as three categories, which I've always really liked. Like you're not saying... I mean, in my whenever you've told me about how you do this, you're not like, I will only do three tasks today and that is it. You're like, these are my three areas of focus. These are yeah. my three like priorities. Like it could be fitness, podcast and work, or it could be relationship, you know, family and work, mm-hmm. like whatever it is. Those are your big, like that would go in the important section of your to-do exactly. lists. Um, but urgent things can still come up. Totally. Thanks, man. <laughs> the one thing that I will say that has been extremely helpful over the past year is any of those like bullshit annoying administrative tasks I just don't even write them on my list I have a separate list for that in my phone and I book all of that stuff on Sundays because I want to save all of my creative energy and my like time and effort during the week to accomplish those bigger tasks that I have so Sunday is my bullshit day I pay my bills I do my budget I email people back sometimes text people back I'm so sorry and then I reward myself with my favorite latte from my favorite coffee shop down the road so it's like it's a lovely day for myself I love the idea of treating yourself after that because you know there's a reward at the end of that to-do list which is great exactly And then for my work to-do list, I usually schedule those three major tasks that I have to do in my calendar so I can focus on them during that 30-minute, one-hour time slot without any distractions or last-minute meetings popping up. And then for the podcast, Jill and I have a monthly priority to-do list that we have in a Google Doc that we both add to and cross off. And it has been a game changer for us. It helps us delegate. Mm-hmm. It also helps us feel really good when we see how many things we've crossed off the list. And then we keep it just like you said that you do at work. Like we keep it for safekeeping so we can look back and reflect on how much we've accomplished. And then Absolutely. for personal, I keep all my to-dos in my notes app. And that is my bullshit Sunday task of what I got to get done. <laughs> I love it. This is like a genuine thing that I, I just want to ask everyone I know. When you block off your calendar to really dive deep into those like three tasks that you need to do for the day or those most pressing matters, are you only working on those things? Are you checking emails and responding to like Slack messages? Like 
I feel like I'm having trouble structuring my days because as we all work from home, you feel this pressure to immediately respond to everyone and everything that they ask. But I also need time to just like dive into the actual work that I need to do. So then how do I do I just tell people listen guys every day from like two to four I'm like diving deep into like editing and video creation and like I'm not going to be doing back and forth conversations yeah yeah you could I mean I don't know how do you do that so I block off 4 30 to 5 every day in my calendar to reply back to emails anything that I've missed I mean Disney's Mm -hmm. pretty good with respecting people's time and their and their calendars but I've had to tell people hey I'm so sorry I've got this major project I got to get done can't answer this right now but I'll get back to you soon usually I'll just slack them that I'll be like hey got your email I'll get back to you by end of day just so they know I'm not you know sitting on it you got to find the right balance but I think being honest with your team is really helpful if you're just like hey two to three yeah I'm like no message (laughs) maybe I'll just do an hour every day that's the same time every day where I'll just let people know like I will not, you know, this is my hour to, to deep dive and to not deal with correspondence. Yeah. Or do acknowledge their messages through Slack and just, like I said, just be like, hey, got your email or I see the threads here. I will chime in at this time. I'm just working yeah. on something. Yeah. For what I do, I mean, I'm by no means an expert in this area and I usually just operate on the wait to the last minute and then use my stress and anxiety to get things done method, which isn't the greatest. I mean, but, I, I do that too. You know, it kind of motivates you to, you know. I work well <laughs> under pressure and I work well at the last minute, but I, Me too. You know, it's something's got to give sometimes. It's, it's not the optimal way to operate. But I have been wanting to follow my friend's advice that her dad told her, which was to always do something immediately if it takes less than 15 minutes and you know I'm kind of I'm more if you listen back to our productivity episode I'm a bit of an eat that frog person in that I like to tackle the beast first so that I can Mm -hmm. feel really really good about it but what that actually means is that I put off a lot of small tasks and then don't do them and then that gets overwhelming yeah exactly and then I never ever do the little things that build up and become really big things so as a chronic procrastinator I think it is a good way for me to approach my to-do list that if it's going to take five to ten minutes just fucking do it now or you're never going to do it I do love a to-do list I'm just just like structuring my days and and my priorities I struggle with a bit but I also make separate to-do lists for work for the podcast and then for my personal life and like any bullshit many things I need to do I also do like event specific lists so if I have a trip coming up, if I'm, you know, back in the before times, if I was planning a party. Um, Remember parties? Much, I mean, yeah. Leading up to Christmas, like I have lists and to-do lists for absolutely everything. That's the only thing that I'm actually really obsessive over in terms of organization. Uh, because if I don't write it down, it's not going to happen. And then I've also started doing like these mini work back schedules for everything. So if it's like someone's birthday coming Smart. up, like I need to make the to-do list and then a little work back schedule being like, okay, I need to, it's happening on this date. So what day do I need to order the present by? And like, when do I need okay, to start that's baking? that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I've work back scheduled and to-do list my whole life. Otherwise nothing gets done. And yeah, I keep everything in my iPhone note app so that it it syncs between my laptop and my iPhone and it's always with me wherever I go um, because I usually just need to check it out while I'm on the run. Sync that shit up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let us know what you guys do because we, we are open to all of the methods yep. and we want to know how all of these highly productive people structure their to-do lists and their days. So hit us up. Let us know how you do it. 
So there you have it, friends. We hope that this episode helps you crush your to-do list and accomplish all the tasks and goals that you set out for yourself. You got this. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.